This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. And we're back for another episode of Sports and Corks. I'm Emily Cornell. And I'm Emily Jarenka. It's a new week. NBA is about to start up. College basketball will be here in a couple weeks, so big things coming. Yeah, it's very exciting. But while we're still in the middle of college football for the few precious months we have it, let's talk about this last weekend. Let's do it. So Oregon and Washington. um, I think that the highlight of that game was just that Oregon came out as the better team, I believe, in that game. And uh, really show their dominance in the conference. And I think that they're going to go on to win the Pac-12, especially given just that now, you know, they beat Washington, so they have one leg up against them. That's kind of the biggest competition, it seems like. So um, good weekend for Ducks fans. For sure. I mean, Oregon looked good. I think at the end of the day, like when it came to that game, um, it was a tight game. And then um, Oregon just finished better than Washington. I mean, obviously you can see that from the score, but just watching the actual game, Oregon hung in there when it didn't look like Washington could. Uh, But shout out to the Washington grounds crew. That stadium looked real sharp for such a big game. It looked very good, so shout out to Chuck Young and his team there. It did. It takes a village for sure. Uh, and then I agree, Oregon should probably win the Pac-12, but they kind of do have a the rest of the their schedule. It's not necessarily light. No. Like, there are some challenges with Utah, so... They'll be fun to watch for sure after this game against Washington, who was probably their hardest team after Auburn this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a lock for Oregon at this point, but I think that overall it seems like timing-wise they're kind of firing on all, all cylinders when they need to be, which is a huge part of it's all about timing, moral of life, <laughs> really, in pretty much yep. every aspect of your life. It's all about timing. Uh, I think that things are coming together for them at the right time. And Washington just didn't look as polished as they did in this game. And it was a really important game for Washington to win, and they didn't. So I think that that becomes a huge advantage for Oregon looking towards uh, postseason. So. Oh, for sure. And Washington will stay ranked. I, like, I, th- I think they're okay the rest of the season. Yeah. So they still have that Pac-12 representation. Yeah, I mean, they're a solid team for sure. So, And then uh, Ohio State pummeled Northwestern (laughs) on Friday night. It was wild. 
I'm like, okay, I guess uh, Ohio State, first of all, last week they were ranked fourth. They should not have been. Uh, They should have been ranked higher. They are not here to play this season. They do not care that they don't have Urban Meyer. Ohio State, I think, is going to win the Big Ten. Uh, And the Big Ten is like a good conference. I think they're the best Power Five conference right now for college football. So for them to just be like, we do, we know that Northwestern is a weaker team and to come in and beat them 53 to three, you know, do your thing, Ohio state. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern, not a solid team for sure. Yeah. It's always really sad to me whenever a team leaves a game only having scored a field goal or field goals. That's just gotta be really tough. It's tough. But not like unexpected. No. Uh, it's not. If I'm Northwestern, I'm happy that like I'm just happy to be there, to be honest. <laughs> I'm happy to get that <laughs> that TV time on a Friday night. Um, which I so I expected kind of shifting from this Ohio State game where they just like wrecked Northwestern. I thought Texas would do the same to Kansas, and Texas barely beat Kansas. Oh gosh, yeah. That was that was a great game to watch. Having no horse in the race, personally. I loved every <laughs> second of that game. I had so many friends that went this weekend because they were like, well, tickets are cheap and it's Kansas. <laughs> and they were sweating. They were like, oh no, what if we lose to Kansas? And I'm like, is Kansas actually good at football? Or, like, did did all that, like, those bags that get dropped for the basketball team, are they now getting dropped for the football team? What's going on? And then someone was like, oh, no, they just have one running back who just, like, worked Texas. Yeah, and it should never come down to one player. No! You know? Ugh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny... Because you tweeted something about, is KU actually good at football or something like that? Yeah. And at the time, it was pretty late in the game. And Georgia, I think, was up against Kentucky 14-0. Yeah. Which Georgia is a far superior team to Kentucky football. So I was like, this is not a good look for Georgia no, After and they went to halftime, you know, with zeros. Like, exactly. how do you go into halftime like zeros against Kentucky? Yeah. So I was thinking you were talking about Kentucky, but there were two KUs this weekend. Well, Kentucky didn't score a single point in that game. They ended up losing 21-0. But honestly, when you're playing Georgia, that's really not that bad of a result no. for a program like Kentucky. So uh, I was like, hmm, yeah, I guess there are two KU programs that are surprising us a little bit this weekend. <laughs> I tell you, it's wild. I I was curious to see what would happen if Kansas had one. Yeah. Like this town of Austin around because so I live closish to the university. I think like things would have just burned down. People would have rioted. They wouldn't have known what to do because like how how did that happen? Texas is way better than Kansas. And like 
same thing if I'm a Georgia fan. At halftime, I would have just been like throwing things to be tied zeros with Kentucky. But I digress. Um, closer to your home. So there were some questions this weekend about whether Colorado would continue on their losing streak. And they most definitely did, unfortunately. At home. For Buffs fans. Ugh. Tough. Um, so, yeah, uh, Washington State came out of there with the win. They did not cook it, but there's always a time and place for that. Um, we love our Cougs fans. There are many. So we are in no way um, criticizing you. It's just, I think there's something about football in Washington State. The Seahawks are the same way. Uh, they you know, it historically have built up early leads and then just kind of squandered them away. I mean, a lot of teams are kind of known for that. It's not uncommon. But, uh, yeah, CU, their season is not looking great right now. No, no, no. And, I mean, Mel Tucker seems optimistic going into this weekend because they are at home. But to lose 41-10 against Washington State in Pullman, like, that's that's going to be hard to shake off for the Buffs. Um, It's just, they're not in a great spot right now. Yeah, just the losing streak is tough. It becomes a mental thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's, like, he doesn't have his guys. Like, those are all... Yeah, it's uh, kind of an awkward, awkward position to be in, for sure. Or in turn is calling it that CU is going to lose out the rest of the season. (laughs) So I will just drop that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's hard time to be a Buffs fan. Which honestly, I mean, if they do, this will be the third year in a row where they started out winning four games, I believe. Yeah. They've won four games this season, correct? I believe that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so if if that happens and they lose out, this will be the third year in the row that they win their first four games and lose out the rest of the season, which is just really tough as a fan <laughs> to have that happen to your team. So, ugh, yeah. They're three yeah. and four right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they, oof, like they have USC. I mean, it's nice. That, again, they're in Boulder hosting USC, but I see USC coming in and kind of working Colorado. Then Colorado goes to UCLA, then Stanford, then Washington, and Colorado finishes with Utah. They might be able to beat UCLA. I think that if they're going to get a win, that's where it's going to happen. I I mean, at home against USC, USC is favored by 13 and a half points, which you know, taking into account the three-point home field advantage, basically, USC is favored by 16 points Woof. in Boulder, which is – and USC is a four-and-three team. They've only got one more win than Colorado, so that's pretty significant. Yep. I don't yep. know. I would be surprised if they beat USC. I think there are better chances against UCLA, but I, I do not think they're going to be bowl eligible at the end of the season. Not a chance. <laughs> There's always next year, and really, it's 
Mel Tucker and the Buffs started off very strong this season, and it was stronger than I had expected. But for them to kind of slow down at this point, I don't know. If I was a like true Buffs fan, I wouldn't be like mad because I understand that it's a transitional year. Next year might not be great either. And like as a Wyoming fan where I saw what happened when Coach Bull came in, who was this really great coach, like built a dynasty at North Dakota State, and then Wyoming kind of crashed and burned for a couple years. They were really bad. And now they're like consistently producing. So it takes time. I'm sure with it being Colorado and it being a Power 5 conference – And Mel Tucker's background, I'm sure they'll kind of rebound a lot quicker. It'll be easier for him to recruit to Colorado. And he already has places that he's well known. So they'll do better in the next couple of years. But this year's kind of a wash. Yeah. Even next year, you know, if they win, say they win six games, they're bowl eligible. I think that's a reasonable expectation to have, just given that he's going to have his own recruits coming in. I don't think they're going to be this great team next year. Because again, like you said, it's still in a transition period. But if you think about that, if that happens next year, or even if there's one more year of rebuilding after that, that's four or five tough years of being a Bob's fan. They're used to it. I guess. I just, it makes me think of right now. I'm so lucky because the teams that I like are all doing fairly well. And it just brings me back to the times when the teams I liked were really not doing well and how disappointing that was. So I feel for them. (laughs) Oh yeah. But there's the ebb and flow. And I think Colorado will bounce back. I think the PAC 12 will be stronger in the coming years, especially if Oregon, Washington, and Utah continue to just do so well. So that'll also position Colorado to excel when it comes to recruits and um, they'll be forced to be more competitive. So I I think it'll be all right. But yeah, those, those couple of years that are the bad years, those are years that you focus on other teams. So like Tad and the basketball team in Colorado's, case yeah so hopefully their year is better than the football team i think i would be shocked if it wasn't (laughs) i mean they're they're projected to do pretty well yeah top 25 ranking coming into the season so good for that yeah yeah but speaking of other disappointing teams (laughs) (laughs) uh wisconsin losing to illinois Yeah, you know, I feel like Michigan is the team this year that we can really count on to be disappointing in their conference. Yeah. Wisconsin, you know, coming in and winning that award for the week, for sure. (laughs) They, like, when I looked at the score for Wisconsin, I'm like, oh, they're going to win this game. Like, they were up by a good amount. I'm like, I don't even need to worry about this game. Then I am watching the Oregon-Washington game, and I'm like, oh, I should see how Wisconsin did. And someone was like, oh, they lost. I'm like, that's fake news. Like, there's no way Wisconsin lost to Illinois. <laughs> and um, as it turns out, they did. Uh, they, whew, that, that's rough. Um, for Wisconsin, it's, I had expected Wisconsin 
who will play Ohio State this weekend, like that game, I had anticipated being like the college game day game. Not anymore because Wisconsin like shot themselves in the foot. Like Illinois. What? (laughs) You lost your chance. Illinois is a basketball school, not a football school. You should not be losing to Illinois in football. No, never. Oh, but that's the fun of college football, I guess, is um, an Illinois can beat a Wisconsin. And a South Carolina can almost beat a Florida but then Florida wins in the end. SEC football is alive and well in terms of giving us matchups where the underdog gives you hope and then that's quickly stripped away from you and they lose as was expected. <laughs> yep. And that's basically what happened in that game. Correct. It, I was like, oh, South Carolina's like feeling good after beating Georgia. Maybe they'll also beat Florida. And like very selfishly, I was like, if South Carolina wins, this makes the Mountain West look better because I believe Colorado State, I I could be wrong. Like I could be very wrong about this, but there's another SEC school that played a Mountain West team. And I'm like, ah, oh, if they keep losing to Mountain West teams, the Mountain West is obviously better than the SEC. <laughs> um not, not a and not a stretch at all. No, not a no. I would never stretch <laughs> what is true <laughs> in that case. Um, but yeah, it was kind of unfortunate to see South Carolina um, push so hard and then lose. Yeah, to Florida. Fun to watch until the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a game that was just another unexpected. I mean, no one was going to pay attention to this game because Cal sucks, Oregon State sucks, <laughs> and then Oregon State beat Cal, like, at Cal, and Oregon State is not at all good at football. It's what we call a doozy. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just, just like, what is going on? Like, this is the chaos we want. Yeah. But, like, it's not the chaos we expect. Like, it's not the source we expect the chaos to come from. It's not important chaos. It's not relevant. But it still is entertaining. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because it could somehow, in the next couple of games, impact the teams that do matter (laughs) in those conferences. Yeah. Uh, And then chaos that we really did not like. (laughs) No. Boise State, RIP, pour one out. They're still a really good team, but as a Zags fan and a Boise State fan, I think that's a perfect combination for disliking BYU athletic programs. And it was just like, it had to be BYU that beat Boise State for the first time this season. Just so annoying. I have nothing against BYU fans. Everyone that I've met has been an extremely nice person. I just, yeah, I'm not a fan of the athletic programs because they've caused me a lot of heartbreak in the past. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I, that was disappointing. If any other team, I would have been fine. Well, not fine, fine, but, oh, I would have been very happy for you if Wyoming had Oh, Boise State, are you kidding me? 
It would have been, well, at least it would have been like within the Mountain West. <laughs> BYU isn't part of a conference. It's even more frustrating. Yeah. It sucks. Like, BYU, this is my usual like soapbox of like BYU, Utah, and TCU shouldn't have left the Mountain West because it would be a stacked conference with Boise State and those teams, and it would force the other teams to also be good. That's my theory anyway. I think that more Power 5 opponents would also schedule against teams like Boise State if the conference was stronger overall. Yeah. Such is life, and we move on. (laughs) Yeah, and now we only have 10 teams that are undefeated going into this weekend, and those teams are Minnesota, which I forget about Minnesota, not because... I dislike Minnesota or because I really Minnesota's great. I think it's a good school, but I've not paid attention to a single one of their games and yet they've won every single one. So it'll be interesting um, when they play challenging opponents in the big 10 and I don't know, hopefully they continue doing well. It's a program I'd like to see to do well. And then Baylor undefeated, (laughs) uh, their biggest challenges are coming up against Oklahoma and Texas. I believe those are back-to-back weekends. Alabama, who has played not a single difficult team. Ohio State, who should be ranked one or two. Clemson, who we've talked about this, almost lost to UNC, and that did drop them in the rankings. LSU, who... LSU's a strong team, and the Alabama-LSU game in a couple weeks should be a really good game. Yeah. Um, I think LSU's going to win that one. I think they will too, honestly. I've been liking what I've seen from them this year. I mean, they're just, they've been more tested than Alabama has so far. I think, yes. you know, and I think that yes. that really helps you out in those big games. Like against yes. Alabama. Yes. And then Oklahoma, Easily going to win the Big 12. <laughs> like, yeah, which... No doubt in my mind. They need after their Conestoga wagon accident this past weekend. I know. Uh, oh, no one was hurt, and that's the important yes. thing. Good good thing no one was hurt. Very stressful to watch. Hope, yes. I hope they do something about that, because, like, they can't have kids just flying off of wagons. They need to call up a structural engineer <laughs> or someone and have them examine that wagon i think that it's probably the horse situation that's really causing these things to happen (laughs) maybe they need more lazy horses i don't know something's got to give though there's it's it doesn't seem super safe so also when the wagon tipped over the horses are not going that fast first of all the wagon tips over and the whole wagon falls apart pieces of it so it's not very yep. structurally sound in my opinion. Nope. So I would advise <laughs> that they contact a structural engineer and have that checked out. I don't think their weight bearing load or their bearing load. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm sorry to my dad and my brother who are probably going to judge me for my comments about that. But they they need to figure that out. It's not safe. And I don't think it's just That's the horses. True. Yeah. No. They. It's a university you would think they have an engineering department and use like one of their projects is to design this like 
carriage every year <laughs> and make it better and safer. Like, my goodness. You would think. Maybe figure Oklahoma it out. is not known for their engineering program. You know, Oklahoma is not known for a lot of things, but very nice people. And sports. I'll give them that. College sports. And, and college sports. That's about it. Um, other schools that are undefeated, Penn State, which fair, they they bring it. They were also working Michigan this weekend. It was good to see. Um, SMU, I'm just happy to see a little guy doing well, and they're ranked. Appalachia State is the final team that's undefeated um, going into this weekend. And another like a team that it's not that I have anything against Appalachia State. I just don't follow them. I just don't have any reason in life to care about them. <laughs> um, but, like, good for them for being undefeated. Like, I know that they they play teams that are, that are solid. So it's not like someone saying, oh, yeah, all they play are, like, these really easy teams like Illinois. Yeah. What are your thoughts in general on the overall rankings at this point in the season? I'm so angry. Um, what are you angry about, <laughs> about the rank? I'm so angry about the rankings right now. Um, and that you, most weeks I'm like fine with the rankings. I'm like, this is, this checks out. And like, yeah, I've been a little bit like, ah, oh, does, does Clemson deserve to be ranked here? Does, does Alabama, um, and then this week, the the college, like, the rankings came out. And I've already said how I think that, like, Ohio State should be ranked higher than Alabama. Like, they've had a more difficult schedule. There is no reason <laughs> for Alabama. LSU has had a more difficult schedule than Alabama. They should be ranked higher than Alabama. Um so that's like my frustration there is like, why are these teams that have played moderately difficult teams not ranked higher? And why are these teams that have very light schedules on the like front end ranked high? So that that's where I'm at with it. I, I think I'm fine with like where Oregon sits, where Utah sits, um, I I think I could see Oregon being ranked higher just because like they they've had a difficult schedule. Yeah, I think things will continue to shake out with the rankings in the next couple of weeks. It's I hope so. I don't know. It's it's different with football, college football versus basketball because so much weight is put into each game. Obviously, in terms of yes, uh, people's votes for the polls. So. I think in college basketball, just because the season is so much longer, there's so many more games. At the end of yes. the season, the rankings are more accurate in terms of the actual strength of each team than in college football. There's just too Correct. many there's too many unknowns with the college football rankings. Uh which is tough when you're when you consider how there are four teams that make the playoffs and it's basically based on rankings. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I don't know that it's the most accurate thing. And we've seen that the past 
couple of years with the matchups that we've gone out of the college football playoff games. Maybe not the couple, past couple of years, but there have definitely been uh, games where it's like the playoff, it's a blowout, one of the games, and yeah. you're just sitting there like these these two teams shouldn't be playing each other. Someone else should be in place. Yes. And I think for me, when I see, if I saw like the championship being another like Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. like we, that's why you have like the conference championship game is so this doesn't happen. Like there is no reason that two out of those four teams should come from the same conference. I would 100% understand if there's one from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, one from probably the Big 12 and the ACC. Sorry, Pac-12. It's not that I don't have love <laughs> for you. It's that like the Pac-12 probably is not going to be none of those teams are going to be one of those final four teams. But like, and then to talk to SEC fans who are like, well, if the better team, it should be just the best teams. And I'm like, there's no way <laughs> that of all of these teams, the top two teams like our SEC teams that end up playing each other again. Like, no, that's not how this should I just work. don't like seeing that in the championship. No. That, again, like, that is what the conference, like, the conference championship is for, not for, like, the entire thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a complicated system. I wish there were room for more games. I think that, that would help. But, uh, you know, we don't get paid the book big bucks to make these decisions for a reason so <laughs> i mean if we got paid big bucks to like make these decisions they would be very well researched and there would be lots of numbers involved <laughs> like i'd be like i need to see all these statistics about like the teams that they've been playing that factor into how they're being ranked like more even more in depth um just because like the current system I was like seething at my desk yesterday at work for no good reason. I haven't been super upset about the college football system since the BCS. Uh, Like I was much more upset about the state of college football during the BCS era, the last few years of it as a Boise state fan, obviously. Yes. 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 Than I am now, but I don't know. I I just wish there were room for more than four teams, but yeah, there, I mean, and I'm sure there could be a way to like work it out. Maybe starting college football sooner to give more time at the end of the season or like kind of extend. I mean, I guess you wouldn't really want to extend the season past the, like that first, second week of January, just because you're in the middle of like conference basketball. Like I wouldn't want to like negatively impact a different sport just to figure out this um, playoff situation for college football. And I, I do understand the argument of, you know, each of these football games is a huge toll on the athletes. It's different than, it's mm-hmm. different than, uh, you know, the, like March Madness, it's different than March Madness because the yeah. physical toll taken on your body per game is not nearly as great in college basketball as it is in college football. They're yeah. trying to preserve the health of these athletes, but in a lot of ways they're not. So 
I also kind of have a problem with that argument. The yeah. NCAA, I think, has used that as a reason to not expand the playoffs to more than four teams. But I also yeah. question their sincerity with that argument. <laughs> yeah, I question their motives for a lot of things. And, like, across the board, like, the NCAA and, like, what they're doing, I'm like, ah, how are you really helping students? And so that is, like, the other side of it is I'm like, well, you don't want to negatively impact the student-athlete in general. Like, th- there should be no re- – like, they are a student – before they're an athlete, even though they're really not treated that way. But like, as someone who's like, no, I like, I get that they're students, they're amateurs, they're not being paid for this, they might not go pro, and they're destroying their bodies, like we need to look out for them. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot to it. If you ever want to talk to us about this, if you have feelings about the rankings and the system, please feel free to reach out. I, for, I will definitely sit and chat about it. <laughs> uh, going into this week, what is your game of the week? Any sport. doesn't have to be college football. There's a lot of other stuff going on. There is. is the NBA starting this week. The World Series is happening. That Neither of those things are my game of the week. So uh, the... The final for the NWSL is on Sunday, and it'll be the Chicago Red Stars versus the North Carolina Courage. Um, for folks who don't know what that is, it's the <laughs> women's like it's a professional women's soccer team in this country or, uh, league in this country. Uh, of the, I believe there are nine teams in the league, and they every single team has some like stud players on it. Um, so it wouldn't really matter who is in this final. It would probably be a solid team. Um, I watched Chicago play on this last Sunday, and I watched North Carolina play this last Sunday. And it was it was good soccer. I don't know if you follow a lot of soccer, Emily Drank. Uh, I did intern one summer for the Seattle Rain. And okay. they had Hope Solo, Megan Rapino, um, who else? Oh, Sydney LaRue. So they had a bunch of yeah. the big World Cup players on their teams. Yes. Uh, yes. And Olympic athletes, same thing, you know, whatever. It's all it's all the same team, basically. <laughs> As we know. The women's yes. national team. So I definitely uh, admire the athleticism that goes into professional women's soccer. And, you know, they're real athletes. It's not a joke. Uh, they have amazing skills. And I just sound, felt like I was in Napoleon Dynamite for, for a second. <laughs> Some sweet skills. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like you were saying, the league is small enough that there's a star on every team that you would probably yeah. know their name, even if you're not super into soccer. You just know their names because yeah. – you know, the social media and publicity that goes into the women's national team. So yeah. I'm sure it'll be a good game. Yeah, I would I would guess that if I had to guess right now after watching Chicago and I believe they played Seattle mm-hmm. and um, North Carolina played Portland. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go with Chicago in this final. I think they're going to win it. They seem to be a pretty good team based on what, what I've followed from the league this year. 
Yes, they they're really good and they've been good the last couple of years. They just haven't, you know, how when teams have like a solid season, they get to like playoffs, they do very well. They get to the semifinal and they just kind of like sputter mm-hmm. out. That's been Chicago. So I think that they'll they'll just win the whole thing this Maybe year. Maybe it's their year. Yeah, they have some really talented players. It'll be a fun game. What's your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is LSU and Auburn. <laughs> Not very original, but I am truly excited to watch that game. I think it'll be a good one. I think it'll be a really good test for LSU. Auburn has stumbled at points, uh, but I think that, you know, any given Saturday, <laughs> we're going to switch that up a yep. little bit. Uh, maybe it's Auburn's week. I don't know. I'm kind of am rooting for LSU just because I, I would like to see them um, yeah. have a better record than Alabama at the end of the season. I don't really yeah. know why. I just feel that way. So sorry if there's any Alabama fans that listen. <laughs> I don't really have a good reason for feeling that way. I just do. So I think that'll be a pretty good matchup. This will probably be my last week of having a college football game as the game of the week for a little while. I'm probably going to switch my picks more towards NBA and college basketball and then kind of, you know, do a little sprinkle of a college football game here and there throughout the rest of the college football season. But don't expect my game of the week next week to be college football. That's exciting. That means it'll open the door for the other sports that are happening, which truly so many things are happening in October. It's Amazing. True. Uh, baseball, which is not super my thing, but <laughs> the Astros and the Nationals are in the World Series. So, who you got for mm, that one? I kind of want the Nationals. Okay. Again, don't super know why. It's just where I lean. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the Nationals stadium better than the Astros. But I think it'd be fun to, as a Texan. I'd like to see the Astros. I figured win. that would be your choice, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, I want them to have a because they started not great. They didn't start off. Uh, neither team started off great. What am I talking about? <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'd be happy to see the Astros do well because Lord knows no other Texas team is about to do that well the rest of this year. Yeah. So switching gears to the NBA, which their regular regular season started recently. What do you feel about the upcoming NBA season? And who do you think are the top? Who do you think will be in the finals this year? Oh, my God. So the West is so stacked. It's like I look at the players and the teams and I'm just like, wow, I'm going to re- I'm sad that I'm not going to get to watch a lot of the games because I'm not staying up until one in the morning to watch basketball. That just won't work during the week for me, especially regular season NBA games. That's one thing if it's if it's a playoff series and it's, you know, yes. game six or game seven. And, you know, it's like to go to the conference finals or something. That's a different story. But 
there's so many NBA games. It's hard. It's I'm going to start out this year by saying I'm going to watch at least part of every Nuggets game. And I know that I am not going to make it through the season having done that, but that's where I'm going to start. <laughs> and uh, hopefully by the end of the season, I've watched maybe like 70% of the games. And I think that's a good, not the entire game, amount. but part of, part of yeah, each game. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to watch the Nuggets, but I'm sure I'll watch the Spurs more. The Spurs or the Mavs, not because I like either team, but because of like ease of access. Yeah. And I think, so I'll have to kind of go out of my way to watch the Nuggets who I want to watch. And I also want to watch, which sounds very wild, um, the Sacramento Kings, who have Kyle mm-hmm. Guy. Buddy Heald, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, a Wyoming kid went there, Justin James. And, like, Wyoming's football team won more games than the basketball team last season. This kid still ends up going to the NBA. And I'm like, all right, so you carried the team all last year. <laughs> Hopefully you can do some good stuff in the NBA. The, I mean, the Kings aren't anything to write home about, but like, that'll be a team that I'm like, ah, I want to watch you. But once you start being bad, I'm only going to read about you. Yeah. Who do you think, uh, who is your pick from the East and the West to be in the finals? So... Early, my my pick without, like, knowing too much, just going based off of, like, what I've seen in the past, I think that the Clippers will make it and um, the Bucks. I would I would say it'll be the Clippers and the Bucks. How about you? Uh, that's funny because I was about to say my picks are the Bucks and the Nuggets. <laughs> hey, I know the Nuggets are so a little bit Bucks. of a long shot, but I think that I don't know. It sounds dumb to say, but I feel like the winner could come out of the East. Like the West is so loaded, but it's it so, is. But the I think the Bucks. I can think do they it. could too. And I also think that with the West, okay, the the teams that have the best odds in the West to win the finals are first the Clippers and second the Lakers. Uh, I mean, they're both fresh teams. You know, they've got some brand new players that have to figure out their chemistry. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's all going to come together for them to win a championship this year with either of them. Maybe it will, but I always like teams. I like teams odds better who have had some team chemistry for at least a year of being together with minimal changes to the roster. And that's why I said the nuggets. Well, you know, we all know I'm all biased, but, uh, (laughs) but I like, I like their chances because of that, because I think it's more so about them improving on their chemistry. Whereas with the Clippers and the Lakers, they have a lot of new pieces, big players, which is obviously a big deal and could outweigh the chemistry that a team like the Nuggets has. But I think there is something to say for, you know, just kind of quietly adding pieces to your roster and adding to that team chemistry that you have. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I kind of like the Bucks. For sure like the Bucks. I think they looked good this last year. They didn't have any major changes. And it's the year for Giannis. I just want to see Giannis do well. Yeah, I like that. 
He's likable. Mm-hmm. What's your hot take of the week? Oh, okay. So there's a song that I've been just listening on repeat. It's super cheesy because it's like a country female empowerment song that's sung by what? a man. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those. Sure. It's like, oh, my lady was like so great and then I left her and now I regret everything. She was so great I didn't deserve her. Like, those kind of songs. <laughs> okay, all right. So... There's a song. Do you know who John Party is? No, my country musician knowledge is limited to Garth Brooks and Thomas Rhett. Okay, both good. But uh, so John Party is from California, but he has this super twangy voice. And he's pretty oh. young. Uh, but he has this song called Nobody Leaves a Girl Like That. And my hot take is that it's going to be probably one of my top 10 favorite songs of the year across genres <laughs> which no one would agree with me on that i know that much <laughs> i can guess that if anyone wants to also send music recommendations our dms are open i'll leave all the music recommendations for emily Duranka though <laughs> because of the country music thing. yeah i don't know i even my friends who exclusively listen to country music would probably not say it's one of their top 10 favorite songs of this year but i really like it i don't know uh what is your hot take of the week well i'm being festive um as halloween is next week but next week we'll be recording the dating specific podcast episode so i really love candy corn And I see things on the internet where people are like, if you like candy corn, you're probably a serial killer. And I'm like, I love candy corn. Okay. I I will go get bags of it. Totally agree. Oh, good. (laughs) So we're serial killers together. (laughs) So that was, I was thinking maybe that'll be my hot take this week. And then I looked at our outline for this episode and I saw that you just listed, we don't, For the listeners, we do not explicitly list what our hot take is. We just list a very brief subject so that we can remember what our hot take of the week is. Because sometimes these things come up almost a week before we record the episode. So we need to remember what we were thinking of. So I saw uh, Candy Corn and I was thinking, hmm, I bet she's going to say that she really likes it. And I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you do. I don't know a lot of other people who do. They're like, oh, it, like, tastes terrible. Like, people have so many bad things to say about candy corn. And I'm like, it's not that offensive of a candy. Like, I understand when someone's like, I hate black licorice. Yeah, because it tastes terrible. But, like, candy corn just tastes like sugar. Yeah. I like black licorice, but I I totally get why people don't. But candy corn... It doesn't really have a strong taste. Like, I don't understand how people think it's any different than, like, store-bought frosting that you get on a cupcake you bought from Safeway in a 12-pack or something. It's just, it just tastes like sugar. I don't, I don't get it. I am, I am 100% out, though, on the candy corn pumpkins. Those are just too much. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's the difference in dyes or maybe it's the difference in shapes, but it's just, it tastes like you're just biting into a sugar cube, which yeah. the candy corn, I think it's small enough that you don't notice it. And I also think that the the dyes make it taste differently. I don't know. Maybe it's, the, yes. I, I know actually that I don't like green or red dye in like frosting or things like that. 
I think it yeah. tastes terrible. So I think that's what it is. I think it's the little green <laughs> stem on those things. Oh, that makes sense. Anyways, maybe I'm completely off my rocker and there's no <laughs> taste difference between the different kinds of dyes. But <laughs> that's just what I've come to the conclusion of. <laughs> I think that's fair. And I think I agree. The pumpkin, there's something off about the pumpkins and the dye uh, theory makes the most sense. We've solved the case. We're basically scientists. Well, it's still only like a theory or a hypothesis. Oh gosh, that's bringing me back. <laughs> I don't remember which came first in a research paper. I don't either. But it yeah, uh, doesn't matter. We're not scientists. No. We're marketing people. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are you drinking this week? So this week, there's a winery that started in Colorado called Carboy Winery. And mm -hmm. they ha they recently opened, a, um, I don't know, I guess a tasting room in Capitol Hill in Denver. And uh, they sell, they call them Carboys instead of Growlers. But they sell oh. uh, wine on tap that you can get and basically a growler. Yeah. So I got, I went to Carboy for the first time in Denver a couple weeks ago and got one of their red blend growlers and it was really good and you can go in there anytime refill it with whatever kind of wine you want uh it's not that expensive either for it being a local winery yeah. and i've noticed a lot of colorado wines are kind of sweet i don't know why that is but their wines are not like that which is what i enjoy uh they use a mix of grapes from colorado and california which could be why oh. i don't know but they have locations in Breckenridge and Littleton as well. But now they're in Denver. So if you are in Denver, check them out. It's a fun spot. Uh, what are you having this week? So it's finally cold in Texas. This morning when I went to go work out, I put on a sweater before leaving the house. So it's now time for red wine in my mind. And so I really like cupcake wines. And... I mean, while I say I'm, it's now time for a red, it's still red blend. I like their Black Forest red blend a lot. Do they have multiple red blends? They have um, the Black Forest one. I think the other one is, it has like a red label. It's also good. Both, those are their two red blends that I can think of off the top of my I'm head. I mean, the Black Forest one is kind of more darker red wines. Yeah. Added. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that a very good yeah it's a good autumn winter red wine and not actually i think i've had this before now that i'm looking it up yeah, i've probably like taken it to your house before <laughs> like a, depending on when you get where you get it like 10 to 12 dollar bottle of wine yeah like it's just a solid like good yeah not too expensive but like nice enough yeah, it's a good Friday night wine. Like you, when you want to just stay in, watch a movie, drink wine, and eat pizza. Yeah, that's what it is. Or eat cheese, whatever it is you do on a Friday night. But you want it to be simple. It's a good wine for that. I'm about to make a <laughs> jerry rigged uh, charcuterie board when we're done recording with a paper plate and <laughs> some prosciutto and cheese and little toast things. No judgment. I made one this morning for my mid-morning snack. Sounds great. It was a good time. 
Uh, <laughs> speaking of positivity, do you have a favorite moment this week that is bigger than sports? So I do have a, well, I have like a couple of things that I want to definitely start with, you know, when we started with Minnesota being undefeated. We, in a couple weeks ago, we had talked about Casey O'Brien. He had had cancer. He plays for the University of Minnesota. He played for the first time this weekend. He beat cancer four times. And I'm like, wow, at 2019, 20, 21, all I had completed was uh, almost failing out of college. So <laughs> shout out to Casey O'Brien for not only beating cancer, but making the Golden Gophers football team. You did not almost drop out of college, but we'll let I almost failed out of college. No, I, don't. I did not. Freshman year, it was I failed organic chemistry and like as one does my life was a mess as, yeah, as, as one, one does. does not just you <laughs> I know like everyone failed that class but uh it was, it was a tough time in life we made it past it we up up and onward um do you have a um bigger than sports moment you want to share uh well just with uh the NBA recently they've been doing um kind of a, they've been focusing on youth basketball development and uh, it was junior NBA week recently and they had a program that they launched last year called Her Time to Play and the Hawks did a really nice event with that. It was a clinic that they put on focused on girls in basketball um, 60 girls attended the event, and they had guest speakers, uh, including someone from the U.S. Women's Wheelchair Basketball National Team, which is awesome, and then a player from the Atlanta Dream. And they, you know, came in and uh, talked to the girls about, excuse me, the women, about, uh, <laughs> you know, just what it's like to be a woman participating in sport and kind of how to have confidence and how sports can help you become the woman you want to be. And sports just teaches so many valuable skills to young people. But I think it's especially important for women because there are just crazy statistics about women, I guess girls at this point, participating in sports uh, mm -hmm. when they're in middle school and then high school. And the drop-off rate for women who stop playing sports in high school compared to men is crazy. And I think that that probably has a lot to do with just the, the social aspects that go with it at that point, you yeah. know, you're not a girl anymore. You're becoming a woman. Same thing with boys. Like you're becoming a man. And at that point, societally, I feel like it kind of becomes less okay to be a girl who's super into sports it's like oh well you should be doing this instead and there's just a lot of pressure too and with high school and social dynamics with your peers and stuff like that and I think that, that kind of plays into the drop-off rate with the number of girls who quit playing sports in high school and it's just it's yeah. kind of a bummer uh, that that happens but her time to play is focused on kind of figuring out 
what are the factors in that drop-off in participation and how can we fix it? How can we prevent these women from deciding to stop playing this sport that they love because other people are kind of influencing them to do so? So it's just Mm -hmm. a really cool initiative that the NBA is doing and uh, the Hawks had a, a good program to kind of activate that. So, And in the same vein as the NBA, kind of. I mean, the GOAT played in the NBA, Michael Jordan. He unveiled the first of two medical clinics that he is helping fund um, to provide care for underprivileged members of the Charlotte community. So that's just a, like, massively bigger-than-sports moment. Like, so he's still um, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, and this clinic is seven million dollar like it's wild so and that's just the first of two so michael jordan's definitely giving back to his community and it's good to see like so many good things like that um to see him use his platform for something like that and be active in the community he lives in Healthcare is important uh, absolutely. And very especially when, <laughs> yes. And like the fact that they are focusing on like underprivileged communities, I think that that is just so important given today's climate. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to see Michael Jordan just continuing to be the goat. Yes. He's doing some good stuff. But that's all I've got for the week. How about you? Uh, that's all I've got, I think, as well. I'm uh, really excited for our upcoming dating episode. Uh, we need you to send in your screenshots of texts that you've had where you don't really know how to handle them with a guy or a girl or uh, any, you know, even situations your friends have been in that are kind of funny or you think relevant to, you know, modern dating Lord knows you and I have plenty of our own examples, but it's not about us. We want to talk about other people's experiences in an anonymous way. <laughs> Someone's already told me about a story that I will share next week that involves someone bringing a gun on their oh, date. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, if you have any just like wild stories, please share them. We're happy to sit and talk about how, yeah, you made a good decision not going on a date with that person again. Oh, gosh. Bringing a gun on a date. That would be a first for me. Uh, If it makes you feel better, it wasn't a man bringing the gun on the date. All right. Go, girl, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I need that back. I don't know. I guess we'll talk about that next week. So if you're excited to hear more about this, um, you know, (laughs) you'll catch us next Wednesday or Thursday. We covered all gun control as it intertwines with physical dates not, yes. not just the person you're dating and their views on gun control actual guns on dates yep. we are an a to z yep. podcast people we really are it we because of that just send in whatever tell us your story of your dating adventure and if there's any other like things like this, that you're like, you guys should talk about this. Let us know because, you know, we're happy to. Yeah, we'll bribe you. Why not? <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.